0: The host of the Everyday Saturday Show, Sam Crowley. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Everyday Saturday podcast. Great to have you here on the number one motivational, inspirational, empowering, entrepreneurial, and let's just get after it type of podcast. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go. Hey, I want to share with you a story. You know the phrase, um, think and grow rich, right? We've all heard that, how to think and grow rich. There's a great book called that as well. I think this podcast is more about how to think and not get evicted. So, got a story I would love to share with you about when you really need to find money or you really need to find a solution, you'll find a way to do it when you get into that fight or flight mode. So, I'll take you back to when your boy was living in Buffalo, New York in 1990, very young lad at the time. I was 21 years old. It was May of that year, soon to be 22, and I was living in a apartment there was a duplex there was a lower part of the building and an upper part of this house it was a house so lower was the landlord her name was Erna she was about 80 years old maybe 70 but she seemed like 100 to me because i was 21 and then i lived above with two girls strictly platonic one was a good friend from my hometown who just happened to be uh living in buffalo at the time and another was a roommate who answered an ad that uh, ended up living with Carla, who was my friend. Carla actually rescued me from uh, a couch. I was couch surfing on some guy's uh, in some guy's apartment for about a week or two. I had no place to live. I was literally homeless in Buffalo, so that's a whole other story. Anyway, ended up living with these two girls. It was a great time. Actually, I was bartending at the time. I just started bartending. And so I would I would venture to say I had in my checking account, I didn't have a savings, in my checking, I'd say I had a good $45 for emergencies at that time. So that kind of gives you an idea. My rent was $133. That was my share of $400 a month. So I had to come up with $133 for rent in May of 1990, and I had nothing. I had $40. So... I had just started selling these things. It was my first foray into the network marketing industry, and they were water filters. So I wanted to that, you know, go to a hotel room, get excited, get into network marketing, and you're going to be a multimillionaire. Now, I happen to like network marketing. i got a lot of friends that are in it. I think it works. I think the, what gives it a really bad name is the people that – say what I just said. Hey, you're going to get in and make a million dollars and you'll never work again. And you know how that goes. You know, 99% of the people don't do anything with it. So it ends up giving it a bad name. Maybe you had a bad experience with it. The likelihood is you probably had a bad experience with a person who promoted it in a bad way. Anyway, I had these six water filters that, um, I didn't even know why I got into this. Well, I know why. Cause I was always about freedom. I was always just like now at 55 years old, man, I'll try anything. I am the crash test dummy of risk. I'll try anything twice. So I had these six water filters that they gave me when I had paid for my enrollment into this program and I needed $133 and these six water filters were just talking to me one day as I'm sitting on the couch and the rent's due, and I'm like, you know what? I have to go show the presentation to somebody and they say, you know, make a list of your warm market. Well, I didn't know anybody in Buffalo. That's not my hometown. My hometown's Bradford, PA, 80 miles south of there. But I did know one person. That was Erna, our landlord. So, I had with me a VHS cassette tape, you know, VCR tape, and I had a water filter, and I went and knocked on Erna's door. And I said, "Hey, Erna, can I share with you something really amazing?" She said, "Uh, sure." Now, she's just watching game shows all day because she's been retired forever and so having a you know warm body in in the in the house was a very pleasant surprise to erna because she didn't have much conversation she lived alone so i popped the old vhs tape in and we watched a 20-minute video about water and it was how water was going down these streams and these babbling brooks and how clean it was and then you, know, you could drink that same type of clean. I, I remember looking over Erna about 10 minutes in, and I, I had to think, I'm trying to like put one of those little message bubbles that you see in a cartoon above the head that I wonder what she's thinking. And my thought was, she's probably like, what in the hell am I doing on a weekday in my living room watching a 20-minute video about water on my television? And who is this guy again that just started living upstairs? So I was like, isn't that amazing, Erna? Wow, look at that water. Look at how clean that is. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. She was half deaf, too, so she was just nodding her head. that Yeah, yeah, sure, yep, yep, sounds good. And then I said, hey, can I test your water, Erna? She's like, sure. So they gave us an Allen wrench. God, I can't believe I did this. They gave us an Allen wrench kit to take a water faucet apart, put this adapter on that we would sell this water filter so the water goes from the faucet into the filter and then out the spout of the actual filter hooks onto the faucet of the sink so i'm taking apart her faucet which i had no business doing i couldn't change a light bulb still can't i wouldn't even do this in my own home now so thank god i got it to work and I tested her water. I put these little droplets that gave us like this Breaking Bad, you know, test kit that you like all these chemicals and stuff. And so I tested the water and hers was yellow and the water filter wasn't. And I go, look at what you're drinking, Erna. Look at this. Can you believe you've been drinking? She goes, oh, wow. Yeah, that's, woohoo, boy. I go, how would you like to fix this problem so you could start drinking clean water? She's like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. How much is it? And that's why I took a big gulp, because the rent was due the next day. I don't know if she put two and two together. I go, Erna, it's regularly 250 bucks for you, though, for you, because I love you, Erna. And you've been a great landlady to me for a month, is all I think I knew her. Uh, 150, $150, she goes, oh, boy, okay, well, um, I go, tell you what, Erna, why don't we just do this? did you know tomorrow's may 1st rents due. how about we just call it even you keep the water filter and rents paid on my behalf you know i know carla and the other roommate gotta pay but my half's paid for the month of may how's that she goes okay that'll work I'm like yes yes i have a place to live for another month so i packed up my big old suitcase full of chemicals and vhs tapes and wrenches and all that paperwork and stuff and i was on my way and i had sold my very first and only water filter in exchange for the rent paid for that month now that my friend is a way that you find money and you start thinking about how can i solve a problem and since then I've always taken that same approach. I got a problem. I got problem. We all got problems. Okay. I got a lot of problems. But I also know that there is a solution if I can get in a quiet spot, think about it, try to just to come up with a like, how can I solve this problem? So in my world, a lot of the problems in the day-to-day stuff, which I never bore you guys with on this podcast, but they revolve around tech software, you know what I mean? Things like that when you're running an online business, ads that you run on YouTube and Facebook and things like that, to which I'm not really uh, a master at, but I think repetition decreases resistance. So I would always recommend you try to solve a problem yourself or at least try to diagnose it. Don't throw your hands in the air and say, oh, there's no solution, oh, I'm screwed. No, you're not. There's There's always somebody, by the way, if you got money, then you don't have a problem. You can always pay somebody to fix that problem for you. You know so if you have money you don't have problems pay somebody they love to do it they can get it done you can go on about doing what it is that you love to do so what is it though I love to do I love to create these audios like I love to create a podcast and just share a message and a story I love coaching I love helping other people launch their million-dollar message so I don't really get down deep rolling up my sleeves anymore as much as I used to to figure out how to solve these problems Because if you got the money, then there's always somebody out there you can pay to do it for you a lot faster and better than you could ever do. But I always share that story, or I think about that story. I don't always share that story. I don't know if I've ever even shared that story before. I have over 5,000 of these episodes. I don't even know if I ever talked about Erna and selling the water filter to her. But I share that story because I think about it from time to time about how difficult I thought life was at that time. Like, oh, my God, i got to come up with $133. Now that's like a tank of gas. You know what I mean? Well, more, I have a Nissan Maxima 2020 Maxima, so it's $47. But you know what I mean? Doesn't take much. That's three tanks of gas now. And back then it was everything, you know? And I had to solve that problem. And I had to come, I had to try to think who do I know and what do I have to offer? That's a really couple of great questions. Who do you know and what do you have to offer them? And I promise you, There's not just one person. The only person I knew in Buffalo, New York, besides my roommate, was my landlord. It's the only other person I knew. I just started bartending, so I didn't know anybody else. you know. And so that's how I came to solve that big, like that was the biggest problem in my life. So I could go back to playing Nintendo baseball on my television upstairs during the day before I went to my bartending job at 4 o'clock. That was like my biggest problem. So the problems get bigger as you get older. You get married. You have kids. You get a house. You have cars. You got a job. You got a business, but the way you solve them never really changes. You know, who do I know that who do I know that can help me solve this problem, and and what can I do? Like, what do I have to offer? And if you just break it down, I think you keep it that simple. But you got to be in a quiet spot. You can't have all this other noise going around because it's it's hard to think as it is but it's even harder to think when you got all these other distractions and you're scrolling facebook and you're answering text messages and like i think if people were to really look at how much time they spend in a quiet spot thinking maybe you're praying to god for answers that is a really great way to do it as well but you got to be in a quiet spot so you can hear from god or you can get that answer you can start thinking about that And you'll figure out, here's the other awesome thing. Five years from now, geez, I wish I had those problems. Isn't that what we always say? God, I wish I had that problem. Seems so big at the time compared to what I got going on now, eh, not so much. But the way you go about solving it, I don't think it ever changes. So I wanted to share that story with you in hopes that it caught you at a time in your life and you're thinking, man, I got to figure something out. Well, break it down. Who do you know? What do you have to offer? Get resourceful. It's not that we don't have the resources available to us. It's that we're not resourceful enough to think about how to solve a problem that after it's done and behind you, you're like, damn, that was simple. That was, I blew that up. I lost sleep over it. I got all this anxiety. It was pretty simple to solve. I just had to come up with the answer to those simple two questions. All right. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening to the show. Hey, if you haven't left a rating on iTunes, would you do that for me? Would you go to Apple iTunes, smash that five-star rating? Really does help amazing people like you find the show. I would appreciate it. I read every review. Thank you to everyone that leaves them. Uh, It's why I do what I do, man. It's why this stuff is just in me to share with you. All right, let's do it, gang. Say it with me now. Have the best day ever.